I'd like to welcome our first speaker of the hour, uh, all the way from UK. I believe it's around seven in the morning. Sadia, how are you? <laughs> Good afternoon, Billy. I'm very well. Um, yes, I'm up early because 7 o'clock, <laughs> 7 a.m. in the UK and 2 o'clock your time. So how are you? Good? I'm good, thank you. Good morning to you. Um, it's a little bit rainy, so we've got a bit of UK weather at the moment here in Hong Kong. <laughs> How's the weather over there? Well, it's a bit grey and, and drizzly here. And um, it tends to vary. Like sometimes we get really hot days and other days suddenly it gets so cold that you need a jumper and you need to uh, you know it's just, it just feels like a winter's day wow so even varies. in august anyway yeah yeah it's absolutely crazy um so yeah so really i decided to chin my today is really talking about quarantine as mm-hmm. i'm sure uh, a number of listeners who keep in touch with Noreen's show and listen to me every so often know that obviously i'm in the uk mm. i've been in the uk since january and um i was here for some surgery on my foot mm. and so it's been quite a it's a kind of juggling really with this whole quarantine situation because mm. you know i've always planned like um in Initially, I was going to come back in April, but then the situation again with the whole quarantine thing and the ban on flights took place, yep. so I wasn't able to come. Now, um, you know, seven, eight months on, um, I am now ready to go, and I actually have a flight booked on the 22nd of um, August. Congratulations. It's been a bit... Um, mm-hmm. Oh, thank goodness. But, you know, at the moment, I just feel like you have to hold your breath because you you just need to kind of go through a whole check- checklist of things before you can travel mm. and do your quarantine. So the quarantine, as you know, I mean, um, the Hong Kong government recently changed the, the rules in that quite a few of the countries, 15 other countries yep. now have been added to the A-list. France, um, etc. Yeah, so that's quite a lot. And then suddenly what's happened is, you know, we were actually, like my husband came here too because he wanted to be in the quarantine with me so I wouldn't be alone. But, um, you know, we had planned to sort of come back, try and come back by the 15th. Mm -hmm. And then when we, and we had flights booked and everything. And then what happened is that suddenly when things changed on the 9th of August where they lifted the ban, because as yet the UK was under a a ban left, a ban on flights to Hong Kong, Um, suddenly there must have been a huge number of people who were trying to book quarantine hotels. And so then even on our day of our flight on the 15th, we couldn't find a quarantine hotel ready for us on the 16th. So I think a lot of people at the moment who are coming from all different parts um, are having the same problem that suddenly, you know, they want to beat the 20, they want to get here before the, get to Hong Kong before the 20th. um, But it's not easy to book a hotel because the majority of hotels uh, are are full now. And, you know, you can imagine that, yeah, like 20, there there are designated about 35 quarantine hotels that the government have said can be used. Mm. Um, And so I had a list of about five that we were going to, that we were possibly looking at. Um, The thing is, the actual, when you're you're in the situation, there are a number of sort of support groups um, on Facebook. I think, you know, social media has been Mm -hmm. such a, such a great element right now to keep in touch with other people Mm. who are in, in the same situation. 
So, for instance, there's a Hong Kong quarantine support group. Oh. There's a Hong Kong hotel information and experience group. Mm-hmm. There's a stranded in the UK group. <laughs> so, within those, just those three groups on Facebook, there are a number of people who share exactly the same thing. And so, through that, what I did before, you know, this quarantine where we decided which hotel we were going to be in, mm. you only have to kind of scour through some of these Facebook pages and check with reviews because quite a few people are actually in quarantine have been using hotels and so you can actually do a certain amount of research to find out which hotel you know people will post pictures of the food that they're eating post pictures of the the room they're in and post pictures of how they're entertaining themselves or whatever (laughs) that's very very helpful it's like a trip advisor for quarantines absolutely absolutely and it's been so useful so so i basically made up a criteria and i thought right okay i'm looking for this i'm looking for this and so you know but beggars can't be choosers to tell you the truth yes <laughs> you really have to just we we were so we want to we want to get back because my husband's also got to get back to work and stuff so mm. you know there were certain things that we had in mind in terms of current we wanted a wee bit space but we've not been able we've just been able to get whatever we could get hold of Mm. um and so the types of things i suppose when people are thinking about quarantine you know the types of things that you would look at is things like the food you know and Mm, whether or not you could possibly get some yeah the price obviously Mm -hmm. and whether there's a bit of space in there for some exercise you know you can some in some hotels you can um get exercise equipment in or on you know just like a treadmill or something (laughs) um and whether there are options of food delivery whether a window can open whether the staff are nice and polite and Mm. Oh, it's and and there isn't, you know, sometimes there are windows that they say no cannot be opened and stuff. So I suppose the first stage of the whole quarantine thing is the whole criteria and and getting set up in a quarantine hotel mm. uh, and and just the logistics of, of doing that yep. because you've got to check your dates and three weeks is a long time. Then I suppose the second bit that I've been really thinking about constantly mm-hmm. is, you know, what do you need? Because you've got to remember that you are... Uh, once you go into that room for 21 days, that is, and this is the highest wow. ever anywhere in terms of quarantine yep, where Hong, Hong Kong, Kong is concerned. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty rigid there. So 21 days you are in that room. Wow. So therefore, you know, unlike unlike when you stay in a hotel when you go on holiday, you don't have the luxury of saying, all oh, right, somebody can come and clean the room and somebody can do, you know, change the bed sheets mm. and, and freshen it up and things like that. So there is no contact with anyone whatsoever. And so you are in that room. It is it is a bit prison like, to tell you <laughs> the truth. I think even prisoners you- prisoners get out to, to stretch their legs and things like that that's true even worse (laughs) yeah yeah i I know it's really quite and then you know you have to think about all sorts of things and think okay what what do i need there? like do i need a little i need to be able to say wash a few clothes Mm -hmm. i need to maybe have some stuff where i can clean things up a little bit i need a few snacks apart from the hotel meals that you get um so you you have to kind of physically almost put yourself in that position and then think, okay, what's my shopping list? What do I need to, to be okay? So yeah. I've almost got like, cause it's my husband and myself, I've almost got another suitcase, which is 
full of things like a little sponge, something to clear up with. And <laughs> so I'm having to think, you know, forward and think, okay, so these are the things I need. Um, yeah. And then I suppose the third aspect of it all is this whole thing about, you know, and, and I can imagine that if um, somebody was doing quarantine alone, mm-hmm. it would be really hard because, you know, you might get through like one week and you think, yeah, great meditation. I can really chill. I can have my own time. (laughs) And then second week you think, okay, I can manage. I'm getting a little bit fatigued now. Third week, you're probably tearing your hair out if you're alone as well. And, and I suppose it's a, it's a test of like, if you're there with your, with your partner, Mm -hmm. then can you hack your partner for three (laughs) Twenty-one days. Can you put up with them for 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 three weeks? (laughs) That's I didn't think of it that way. Vice versa. Yeah. And also, like you know, when people are confined to a room, that obviously you don't you don't have your your own space, do Mm. you? To to be able to like, if you need some time out and stuff, yeah, you can't go and sit somewhere else and just get some time out. Yeah. Um, My husband um, is also like he's going to be working full time when he's um, in the quarantine, so I've got to kind of keep myself busy. So I've got. of books and I've got other things mm. but I think it's um, it's just that spot I think once again social media is amazing in terms of like you can actually oh absolutely and you know you know more about it than anyone else but just to have mm-hmm. um somebody else that you can talk to and that you can ring and you can see a face that's yeah. i don't think um if this had happened like 20 years ago or whatever i i don't think it would have been as easy as it is right now considering that you have some sort of interaction with people and things like that you that's, know that's that true you can just difference. jump on facebook or whatsapp you can uh, message a person call a person have a video mm-hmm. call i mean i want to give a mm-hmm. shout out to anyone that's in quarantine at the moment you know and if you have any friends that are in quarantine give them a message Give them a call because it is quite a lonely thing. You're, you're. It's like cabin fever. You're stuck. So give them a shout yeah. out. Anyone who's doing quarantine, yeah. and that's very interesting no. from, from you, Sadia, talking about the preparation. How do people prepare for quarantine? What mental preparation, physical preparation? What kind of stuff you need to pack? That's a yeah. Mm. Definitely because some- you have no. No link to the outside world then, really, apart from obviously you can talk to people and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some, even some hotels, maybe they don't allow anyone else to, say, deliver things to you. In some cases, they might do it at particular times of the day. Even like like if you want delivery or, or food panda and things like that, they they may allow you to do some, may not allow you to have deliveries and uh-huh. you have to stick to the hotel meals. Because you do hear kind of quite horrific stories, to tell you the truth. When mm-hmm. when people during these um, when I look at these support groups and stuff, some of the things people have posted, it's really quite awful sometimes because you know sometimes they're saying things like oh you know I had the same meal in the morning and it's amazing although I talk about food and you think food is not uh, maybe a priority as such but actually you know when you were confined to a room the one bit of excitement you might get is you might get a decent meal and you think okay I can eat that and stuff and then also Mm -hmm. you have to like I'm very concerned my husband has a problem with his kidney you see and um, so so we're, yeah, so we're really worried that, you know, for three weeks, like some of the hotel food is probably going to be quite high salt mm. um, and there's going to be more, he can't have too much meat and things. So we've had to sort of ask them that, look, can you please just give us a vegetarian diet? Mm. But, you know, we, we can't really influence anything else apart from, we can't say, 
oh, you know, give us a low-salt diet or give us this, because, because you know, there's a huge number of people in these quarantine hotels, and, yeah. and so it is a kind of mass operation to deliver this food, and, and people are saying things like, oh, you know, you get the same food for lunch, and then you get the same food for dinner, and sometimes it's quite late. Mm. So, I mean, like, you know, it feels as if sometimes that, you know, although you are a paying guest, mm -hmm. you are captive in terms of you really have no choice you have to just if you are if you are lucky and you get a good hotel and everyone is considerate and things yep. like that, then you are lucky. But if you end up and if and obviously it depends on your budget too. That mm -hmm. you know people, it's not easy. It's twenty one days, and so it sets you back financially Definitely. quite a bit. And you've already you've already been juggling with flights and and changing flights and mm -hmm. and and PCR tests from abroad. Like for instance, you know I'm traveling by Cafe Pacific and, mm -hmm. they, and they're quite um, adamant about the the PCR test where you get it done you have to have an accreditation yep. certificate you have to pay for it yourself. so therefore yes you have to pay for it yourself so for instance here in the UK mm -hmm. when I was checking about this one company I got in touch with and they said okay you know you, it's about 60, 60 pounds mm -hmm. to have a Around PCR, PCR test yeah. yeah for one person wow. and then you know I booked it and then I realized then you know I got a message from Cathay Pacific to say that you know you need an accreditation certificate then I went back to ask this company do you provide one of those and they said no Oh, so no. then mm -hmm. they said, no, you can't have your money back. You, you mm -hmm. know, We'll try and arrange a refund. So it was like, wow. you know, you have to be very careful about when you, you, you have to tick all of the boxes, make sure you have all the information, yep. everything. Because I heard recently that one of my husband's colleagues was flying and they didn't have one of these accreditation certificates. And mm -hmm. so they were not allowed to board the plane. And so then Gosh. they had to wait another week, which then you can imagine it's like um you know you're you're working against the clock because you're thinking okay you need to get here at this time because your quarantine mm. is booked and suddenly if there's a change to your circumstances then everything goes yep, goes everything haywire changes. because yeah wow. and so then you have to change it around so it's quite it's quite kind of logistical nightmare and then i'm just <laughs> holding my breath because i've just had surgery I, I had surgery in july and my foot i'm still kind of a little bit sore walking wow. so i'm thinking okay maybe i need to get a wheelchair and and so you know there were so many things so so i can imagine i mean the uh, you know i'm sure the first week of quarantine might be actually a bit of a relief just to stop and know that okay you're there <laughs> and you're okay and then you have like about four pcr tests yep. when you're in your quarantine in the hotel they come to your stages. door and then they they, they yes. check you with your throat and stuff like yes. the throat the, mm. what's it called the swab test all that kind of stuff yes that's right mm. so you give it in again there's no contact with anybody mm -hmm. you just get the things and you do it yourself and then you hang it on your door mm. So, so I mean, you know, just looking at the the general subject of quarantine, I mean, I think that, you know, quite a few people, when I was reading, it's interesting, just from these reviews and things, people have said that, you know, when they come out of quarantine after 21 days, um, they actually feel quite a lot of anxiety because they've not actually talked to anyone, they've not seen wow. anyone, they've not been out in a crowd. So it's like, like, if I suppose if you're in solitary confinement for a certain amount of time then suddenly you walk out then the bright air the bright <laughs> the bright sky and then you see people and you're not you know it takes a bit of time for you to acclimatize to get back to people yeah. and to laugh
large groups of people and to suddenly travel in trains or buses because you have not had any contact with anybody so you know there are certain like i I think these things are not looked at enough but you Mm -hmm. know for 21 days you know 14 days seven days is quite good is is okay you have to manage it 21 days is a long time so there's all sorts of um, mental things that you may go through like just the stress of it and i suppose the added stress that yes financially you are suffering too from it but generally on how to keep yourself motivated so i'm trying i'm going to try very hard to have some sort of a routine like i want to do some writing Mm -hmm. i want to do some exercise i want to some i think the the trick is trying to plan your day out yeah Yeah, exercise you've got walking around the room even you got to do stretches yoga i mean all these kind yeah. of things people don't think about they're like oh 21 days quarantine yeah. but you bring up some very very important subjects psych- psychological health yeah. as well keeping yourself mentally stimulated uh, physically stimulated all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. mm, so so like you you have to kind of try and keep some variety and obviously you've got things like netflix and whatever <laughs> but you know you, you know i'm i'm more concerned just on the kind of physical activity side of things because as i said i've had some surgery in my foot and my foot gets very like i need to just be i need to walk a little bit i need mm-hmm. to exercise so i'm going to set up a regime that you know maybe i'm I, I just do that and i will what i'll do is my chin wag is going to be a kind of update on how things are going and the ah. and the issues because i I hope that that might just help and I will tell people that you know I'm doing this and stuff so that people can can tune in and and perhaps to chinwag just to get an update as to you know things that, that might help them how to ease some of that and also how to as you said like you know keep in touch with people and make sure that they do all of these things yeah. so it's amazing but you know when you when you read about it and you and people talk about quarantine I, I, I think sometimes people don't realize just what it entails and and quite a few people have been in the situation where they you know i went for a reason and i wasn't there for a jolly to come to the uk and just have a bit of a laugh it was for a, yeah. a solid reason and lots of people are in this situation now they're, they're stranded in different countries for very legitimate reasons so so it's not very nice when people kind of say well it's your problem you decide to do it in covid but you know you can't life goes on you have to do the things that you want to do and you shouldn't have any regrets about it yeah but I suppose you just have to deal with things like quarantine and but you have to put yourself in the right frame of mind to deal with it so and, and some people have so no choice have you ever like done you quarantine uh, no I haven't done have quarantine yet <laughs> and, and, and um, right. But I, I think that's very interesting for our listeners, all the points that you bring up. And I'd like to remind everyone that you'll be back next Thursday at the same time and the Thursday after that yeah. with your regular that's audio right. column, Chinwag. And you're going to be talking about yes, the quarantine yeah. and your experience on the yes. other end of it. When you get back to Hong Kong, you've done yes. your tests. You'll be in your hotel. I hope it's going to be a comfortable one. <laughs> and you're going through all this <laughs> stuff that you've just been talking about. And, and you're going to see if you've packed all the right things, if you've mentally prepared yourself. Yes. So that that's a very interesting to think about it from a from a human perspective, not not just reading lines on on a paper or a screen. You're actually talking about the way yeah. people, the experiential, the the way they experience the the quarantine. So you bring yeah. up some very very and, good and, points. Uh, 
And I think it'd be quite challenging. I mean, I'm, you know, I am at least with my husband and we're together and, and that makes a big difference. And I can't imagine too that like, you know, if if people have young children and, you know, I, I think the most horrific thing for me would be to imagine doing this with young kids because like, mm. how do you keep kids, you know, I think a certain part of the quarantine, they may be together after that, they may have a, an option to possibly do a home quarantine, but that must be, incredibly difficult to do you know to, to keep children occupied mm. and to explain to them why they can't get out and you know so I think that I, I take my hat off to any parent who has to look after children during yeah. that quarantine period that okay. being so long as it is you know well thank so you for those interesting hard. points I mean it's it's really thank you we, we, we hear from this so we're going to hear from you next week part two of this and, yes. and good luck with your flight yes. and I hope everything goes well for thank you, you. Thank you, Sadia. Thank you very much, Billy. Thank you for calling in from the UK. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye.